0: Show them to all. Today's office we almost have Samukhtal. We are starting with a brand new Mishnah about a quarter of the way down the daff. And today's Daf is sponsored Liu Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sarah Basub Yakub Mesha, her Nisham Shadavnua, and Iunishmas, Yata, but her Usher his Nishamash Avanolya. And the Mishnah says, Nasa Isha, a person got married to a woman, visha ima esar or shanim vilayoda. And he stayed with her for ten years, and she didn't have any children. Ainoshail Vato, he's not only Vatal Purivu, so he can divorce her and marry someone else, or he can stay married to her and then marry someone else. But he still has a khiah of Puruvu. Girsha let's say he did divorce her, Mutaris She's allowed to marry someone else. We don't say that it's most definitely her fault that he didn't have children. Maybe it's his fault, and therefore she's allowed to marry someone else. And that second husband is allowed to stay with her for 10 years as well. If she miscarried a child somewhere in these 10 years, then they start counting these 10 years of not having children from when she miscarried. We don't count from the beginning of the marriage, we count from the beginning of the miscarriage. I think we have a Raisa. He got married to a woman, he lived with her for 10 years. She didn't have children, he has to send her out, but he has to give her a ksuba. Maybe he wasn't Zeichel to build a house from her, meaning it's not necessarily her issue that they're not having children, maybe it's his issue. He has a Mitzvah of so he has to send her out to be able to marry another woman, however he has to pay her a ksuba, because maybe it's his issue, not her issue. Now even though we don't have a riot for this, Zeichel we just have a remembrance for this, a little bit of a hint for this in the Pusuk. The pusuk tells us, Miketz Ezer Shonim Lesheves Avram bears kanan. it was at the end of ten years of Avram living in the land of Canaan. Then then he married Hagar. He didn't have any children with Sarai, so he married Hagar at the end of 10 years. And what do we learn from here? La Metcha to teach you that Avram living in Chutzal Arts does not count as part of this 10 years. Avram lived in Chutzal Arts and Padan Aram. He didn't have children. He didn't count that as 10 years of not having children. It's very possible it's because he lived in Chutzal Arts, that's why he didn't have any children. It was only once he got to Eretz Yisrael, then he counted 10 years. It was at the end of that 10 years, he says, It must be if I'm not having children 10 years in Eretz Yisrael, then I need to marry someone else. So he married Hagar. Now, what do we also learn from here? Let's say the reason why they didn't have children is because either he was sick or she was sick, and therefore they weren't able to have Tashmish. Or both of them were locked up in jail. That doesn't count as part of the 10 years because there was clearly some other reason why they weren't able to have children. Now, what do we learn from Yitzhak? The Possek says, Yitzhak was 40 years old when he married Rivka. Another says, Yitzchak was 60 years old when he had the twins, when he had Yaakov and Esav. So we see that a man is allowed to stay married to his wife for 20 years without children, not 10 years. So really, he responded, Yitzchak was totally different because he was ucker, he was sterile, he wasn't able to have children. And therefore, we can't learn from Yitzchak. Avram, Avram also, he was ucker, we know that he was sterile, he wasn't able to have children, so why are we choosing to learn from Avram over Yitzchak? The Gemara says, anyway, we can't learn from Yitzchak because we need Yitzchak to teach us something. Why is it the Pesach tells us how old Yishmael was? In order to be able to tell us how old Yaakov was. The reason Yishmael's age is mentioned in the Torah is to be able to calculate Yaakov's age, which the Gemara uses to show that the 14 years he spent learning in Shiva's Aver before going to Lavan wasn't counted as part of the 22 years that he didn't fulfill Kibbutz HaVeim. Yitzchak's age is mentioned for the same purpose, and therefore we can't use this Pesach of Yitzchak's age to teach us anything about 20 years of a childless marriage. And now we're going to talk about Yitzchak, Amar Rebbe Yitzchak, Yitzchak Avinu Akar Haya, Yitzchak he was sterile, he wasn't able to have children. How do we know that? Because the Pesach says, Yitzchak entreated to Hashem opposite his wife. Al it doesn't say that he entreated to Hashem on behalf of his wife. He did it opposite his wife. This teaches us that both Yitzchak and Rivka were barren, they were both sterile, they were both unable to have children, so they were both davening for themselves to be able to have children. The Gemara asks, If that's really so, the pasuk says that Hashem allowed Himself to be entreated by Him. by it should say that Hashem allowed Himself to be entreated by them if they're both davening for themselves. That they weren't able to have children; so they're both davening for themselves, Yitzchak and Rivka. So why does it say that Hashem allowed Himself to be entreated by Him? The pasuk should say that Hashem listened to both of them. The answer is that's because the tefillah of a tzaddik, who's the son of a tzaddik, namely Yitzchak, who's the son of Avram, is totally different than the tefillah of a tzaddik. The son of a namely Rivka, who was the daughter of a the tefilah of a tzaddik ben tzaddik is much more powerful. And Rav Yitzchak he continues you have about Why were our forefathers barren? Why were they sterile? Why were they unable to have children? That's because Hashem really, truly desires the tefilas of tzaddikim. And Rav Yitzchak he continues, ke Why is it that tefilas of tzaddikim are compared to an eser, which is a pitchfork? We use this word vayeh eser and vayeh tair, which is a lashon of eser, a pitchfork. And the answer is ma eser zem hapechatfui yimakal yimakalim, just like a pitchfork, fork. It takes a to it takes the grain, and it flips it over. It turns it over from one place to another. So to the tefillahs of tzadikim, These tefillahs turn over the midas of Hashem from an angry mida to a rachmanistic mida, and they're able to take a person who's barren and enable them to have children. And Amr of Amir tells us, Avram and Sarah, they are tumtumim. We know a tumtum is someone who has a piece of skin covering their genital area, and we're not so sure what gender they are. Even if the piece of skin is torn open, we we know that according to Chazal, a tum-tum is unable to have children. According to Rav Ami, Avram and Sarah were born Tumtumim. Shinever, because the pasuk says, Habitu Look to the rock from which you were carved, velmakevas and at the hollow of the pit from which you were dug, uksiv. And the next pasuk says, Habitu avram avichem Sar tichalalchem. Look towards Avram, your father, and towards Sarah, who bore you. So from the second pasuk, it's very clear that Avram and Sarah had given birth. But if we look at the first pasuk, the word from which you were carved, implies that Avram needed to have something carved on him and the words bar nukartem, the hollow of the pit implies that Sarah needed something hollowed out in her. These psukim teach that neither Avram nor Sarah even had the necessary reproductive organs and Hashem carved and hollowed them out in Avram and Sarah. And of of and Amar Baravua. similarly, sorry Imenu, she was an islandist she was unable to have children. She never, because the Pazak says, Batehi akara, la Sarai, she was akara. She was barren, she didn't have a child. Why is the Pazik has to repeat itself, la she didn't have a child. If she was barren, of course she didn't have a child. It must be that we learn from here, Afilu Vlad Vlade, she didn't even have a base vlad, a place to have a child, she didn't even have a womb. So we see that Sara was really born an islandist and Alpines Hashem changed her into someone who was able to have a child. But now going back That a man waits for 10 years, and if he doesn't have children, then he should marry someone else. This is only referring to earlier generations of Avram and Yitzchak that they lived many years. Avram lived 175 years, Yitzchak lived 180 years. But later generations, like our generations, the people live only a few years, 70 years. So then a man only waits two and a half years before he has to get married to someone else. Can I broom that corresponds to a woman being able to get pregnant three times? Two and a half years is the amount of three term pregnancies and an additional three months. Three pregnancies is nine times three, that's 27 months, plus another three months for a total of 30 months. And that's the same as two and a half years. A year is 12 months, two is 24, plus a half a year, which is six months, that's a total of 30. Now these additional three months are for the month after a woman has a baby, she is given a month to become pregnant again. Basically, we say that we give her three full chances to become pregnant. If not, he would have to find himself another wife. Whereas Rabbi Aram Nachman, he says, Shalashanim, it's three years, Kenegat Shalash Pekidas, corresponding to the three remembrances, Damar Marab, Rosh Hashanah, Nifkidu, Sarah, Rachel, on Rosh Hashanah, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana, they were all remembered by Hashem. All of them were barren. Hashem remembered them on Rosh Hashanah, and then they were able to bear children. So we give this marriage three Rosh Hashanahs for the woman to be remembered by Hashem. Afterwards, we say that he has to find himself another wife so that he can be Machai, But now, Rabbi, we don't hold of this, meaning we don't hold of this half and a half years or three years, because, Mechti. let's see, who's the one that compiled the Mishnah? Who put it together? Rebbe. It was Rebbe that wrote this Mishnah. Shani. It was already in the times of David HaMelech, who was far before Rebbe, that years started diminishing, that people stopped living so long. Because the Pesach says, a person's life is 70 years, maybe 80 years. So if Rebbe, who's way after David, wrote in the Mishnah that a person waits 10 years and only then he would divorce his wife to marry himself a new wife, obviously that's applicable in these generations and the timing hasn't change to two and a half or three years. Now the Gemara goes on to address the said that we brought at the beginning of the Gemara in Ahmed Aleph, that if he's married her for ten years without children, he divorces her, but he has to pay her, her ksuba. And the Gemara said, because maybe he's the one that wasn't zaycha to build a house from her, and it's not necessarily her fault. So the Gemara now asks, That which we said, that he wasn't zaycha to build a house from her, and therefore that's not a reason that she should lose out on her ksuba. Maybe it's really her fault. Maybe she's the reason why he wasn't able to build a house, so maybe she should lose her ksuba. The Gemara answers, Ihi, her, keep to since she's not commanded on pruvu, only a man has a command of pruvu, not a woman. Loi Miancha. so she's not going to be punished by not having children. So therefore, he would have to give her ksuba after they're married for ten years without children. And now we go on to just that which we said that he'll marry a second wife and hopefully he'll have children from his second wife. The gemara asked Aini is that really so? He's really going to have children from his second wife? The told her, you have to get married to a wife and you have to have sons." and he told them, "If I would have been." To have children, I would have had from my first wife. So we see from Avabar Zavda that if a person doesn't have children from their first wife, so then they won't necessarily have children from their second wife. My answer is that's not a right. He was just pushing the rabbonin away. Because Avabar Zavda, he became sterile from the drushes of Rav Huna. We've already had this two days ago. The Rav Huna used to give very long drushes. People would hold themselves in. They wouldn't relieve themselves. Because of that, they would become sterile. They would be unable to have children. We learned that previously about Rav Now we're learning that it also happened to Rav Avabar Zavda. So the only reason. Why he didn't get remarried is because he knew for sure he was unable to have children, and so Rav Abar Zavda was really just pushing off their rabban and trying to give them an excuse why he's not going to get married again. But anyone who wasn't in the situation of Rav Abar Zavda very possibly is going to have children from that second wife. Now we just continue talking about what happened to some of the talmidim of Rav Huna, Rav Gidal, Yaakov Rav Huna, Rav Gidal also became sterile because he was in the Joshes of Rav Huna. Rav Chelby, Yaakov Reperka. Rav Huna, it also happened to Rav Chelby. Rav Sheshes, it also happened to Rav Sheishas. We learned about him previously. Rav Achar Suskinta, Suskinta gripped him. So Skinta is a sickness caused by not relieving oneself in a timely manner, and that eventually leads one to becoming sterile. So what did they do to him? tell you about Rav. They hung him from the supporting pillar in the base medrash, Yarka, and some sort of a mission came from him that looked like a green branch, and that saved him from becoming sterile. And Omar commented, Shitin sabe Havina. We were 60 elders, 60 Talmidim of Rav Huna, and Huna, and all of them became sterile because of the Joshus of Rav Huna, except for myself, I fulfilled in me ha chach ma Wisdom preserves its owner. I was the only one that used my chachma to make sure that I didn't become sterile, but everyone else, they lost their ability to have children because of the long joshas of Rafuna. And the Mishad said, Girsha Mutaris, if he divorced her after not having children for 10 years, she's allowed to marry someone else and live with him for 10 years. The Gemara infers from there, Shani Shlishi Lai. she's only allowed to marry that second person. However, if she gets divorced from him after not having children for 10 years as well, she is not allowed to marry a third person. The Gemara says, Masis and money. who's our Mishnah like? Rebi, it seems to be our Mishnah's like The Tanya. we have a Brisa. Mala if a woman had her first son get a bris milah, and then the child died seemingly because of the bris, shani, and then her second son had a bris mila, he also died, shlishi loy That third son is not allowed to get a bris milah because we're afraid that he's going to die as well. Divi Rebi, that's rabbi's opinion. Reb Shimon Gamaliel and Shimon says, shlishi tummel, that third son is allowed to have a bris mila, Revi loy However, a fourth son is not allowed to get a bris milah if the third one died because of the bris. Now, this over here that we brought is one of the sources of the machlekas we find all over Shas. When do we establish a chazakah? After two times or three? Rebbe holds that if something happened twice, it's presumed it's going to happen again. Two boys died because of brismila We assume it's going to happen again to that third boy. That third boy is not allowed to have brismila Rosh holds it needs to happen three times. And it seems to be from the inference that we made, our mission is like Rebbe. She's only allowed to be married twice. If she doesn't have children from both of them, she's not allowed to get married a third time. Because our presumption is that she's the cause of them not having children and that she's not going to have children with that third husband either. The Gemara says, hold on, but Tanya Ipcha, we have a brasset, says the opposite. The Rebbe holds three times, Rosh Hashem holds two times. So the Gemara asks hey, achrinisa. which one of these statements was the latest statement and then we're going to follow that one Tashma we have an attempted rayad da mar khibar aba amr bi yagran khibar aba said in the name of yagran and said he witnessed the following thing There's there was a story of four sisters in sipiri Shamalri shaina the first sister ensured that her son got a brasmila and then her son died shnia umes the second sister gave a bris-mila to her son and her son died Shlishes, the third one gave a bris-mila to her son umes and that third cousin died Revius, the fourth one, Baslef of Herb Shem Gamliel, came to and Gamliel, and Amrlar, Herb Gamliel, told her, Al-Tumuli, don't give him a brismila. So you see from here that Herb Gamliel clearly said that it's after three times that a chazak is established, not two times. Now, the way that we know that this is the later of the statements is because Reb Shime Gamliel was most definitely a Tana. Reb Yekhan was somewhat of a Tana, somewhat of an Amira. So that means that this story happened all the way at the end of the Tanaic period, and therefore it must be this is the later statement. The Gemara says, Perhaps if that third woman would have come to ask about her son, Reb Shime Gamliel would have told her not to give a bris to her son either. In the story, only the fourth woman came to ask, so he told her, Don't give a bris to your son. But if the third one came, maybe he would have told her as well not to give a bris to her son. The Gemara asks, if that's really so, the what's a pointer of Chiyabar Abba giving Edos that this is a story that happened, that wouldn't have been a chiddush if that's what Shimon Gamliel really holds. The Gemara says, no, it still could be a chiddush because it's still possible that we could learn a chiddush from there that sisters can create a chazaka. We could still say the chiddush is that cousins that died because of Brismila also can create a chazaka. It's not necessarily children from the same mother, it could be even cousins that come from the same family, they also can create a chazaka. And Amurava Rava Rav says on that, Hasha da'amr now that you're saying that children of sisters meaning cousins can create a chazaka we'll also learn from there that a person should not marry a woman from a family of nichbin nichbin literally means falling sickness otherwise known as epilepsy or from a family that they have tzaras in this family and that's because there's a very big chance that his child as well is going to be struck with epilepsy or tzaras. however that's that's only if there's a chazaka of three times but now bottom line the Gemara says havala. what is the final psak? did Rebbe say two times or Shemagam Liel said three or vice versa. The tells us he said the the a story that happened in front of Rabbi Yochanan in the base Knesses in this place called Mine. On Yem Kippur, there was on Shabbos, umalari shayna, and the first child had a brasmila, mila, umes, and that child had died. Shnia umes. The second child had a bris and that child also died. Baal ba Third one came in front of him. Amrullah he told her, lchi umuli, go give a bris to him. So we see very clearly that chazaka is not after two times. Chazakah is only after three times. Even though the first two children died because of brasmila, we say a hasn't yet been established until it happened the third time, and that's why he said on Shabbos, on kipper Kippur, the child still alive a brasmila. mila. Normally, Abai Abai told him, Chazi the Kashar service at Kanta, You should really be aware of the fact that you're allowing something which is usher and which is a danger. It's usher because we're talking about giving bismillah on Shabbos and on Yom Kippur, so he has to be 100% sure that it's okay, because if not, then that's doing an isra of cutting someone on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. And it's also a danger because the previous two boys died because of bismillah, so you have to be truly 100% sure that it's not considered a after two and not three. Now, even though Abai said that, some hallo Abayi, Abayi relied on this psak that after three is a chazakah and not after two, and how do we see that he relied on it? Because v'azal he went and married a woman named Chuma, Barta the Isi, she was the daughter of Isi, Rav Yitzhak, Rav Yehuda, who was the son of Rav Yitzchak, the son of Rav Yehuda. And who was this woman, Chuma? The naspah Rachba the Pompadisa, Veshachiv. She was previously married to Rachba Pompadisa, and he had died. And Rav Yitzchak, the son She was also previously married to Rav Yitzchak, the son of Rav Baruchana, and he had also died. And the Nusbah Huah now Abai married her, Veshachiv, and he also died. So on um, Rava. Rava, commented about what happened to Abai, Umi eka da'avid ovda the shekihai. Is there anyone that applies a certain halacha to himself, like this person, like Abaye? He's commenting in surprise that Abaye followed this Psak. The he himself, Abaye, da Amar, he says, We can rely on a psaq that Oven said in the name of Yitzhak, but we cannot rely on a psaq that Yitzchak Sumaka, the red Yitzchak, which is referring to Yitzchak Bar Yosef, we cannot rely on a psaq of his in the name of Yitzhak. And this psaq, which Abaye was relying on, which is why he married Chuma, came from Yitzchak Bar Yosef. Why did he rely on it? Now we just explained why we could rely on Avin and not in Yischak Sumaka? Avin was always Chazaring what Rabbi Yechonon said. Yischak Sumaka Chazara. He wasn't always Chazaring what Rabbi Echanan said, and that's why you can't rely on a Pesach that he said in the name of Rabbi Yechonon. And for Adam, furthermore, another reason why it's surprising that Abai married this woman, even though two of her husbands had already died. Eimer the Pligi Mila. Maybe Rabbi Yerushim and Gamliel only argue when we're talking about Mila. when he and Me Pligi. Who says they argue when it comes to marriage? Maybe Rabbi Yerushim and Gamliel agrees to Rabbi in the case of husbands that if two of her husbands had died, so then a person's not allowed to marry her says, And they do argue even in the case of marriage because we have a brisa. And if she married the first husband and then he died, she married a second husband and then he died. She's not allowed to marry that third husband. That's Rebbe's opinion. She is allowed to marry that third husband. She's not allowed to marry a fourth husband if the third husband also died. Now we try to understand this. We understand when it comes to Mila that there are some families that they have some very thin blood and there are some families that have thicker blood. Thin blood- Blood seems to be referenced to hemophilia that they have a problem of blood clotting so we can understand that since some families have different types of blood than others some clot better than others that's why there would be a difference when it comes to brismillah when it comes to marriage what's the reason that after two or three times she wouldn't be allowed to marry someone else this is what he said it's her mayan it's her spring this is a euphemism for having tashmish with her it's having tashmish with her which causes him to get sick and it causes him to die of Ravashi he says mazal gairim is some sort of mazel that she has that causes her husbands to die. The Gemara asks my what's the difference between these two reasons? One difference would be the ir umis. If he was only ma'arished her and then he died. If two separate men were ma'arished this woman and both of them died, you can't say the reason why they died is because they had tashmish with her. There was only erisin and not So they definitely didn't have tashmish with her. Rav Ashi would say a third husband is not allowed to be ma'arished her because it's her mazel. Whereas Rav Huna would say it's not a problem. A third husband is allowed to be married to her because no one ever had tashmish with her. Inami or another difference would be the umis. If he fell off a palm tree and he died, even if he was married to her and he had tashmish, clearly the reason why he died is because he fell off the palm tree and not because of tashmish. Normally, Rav Yosef beraita Rava le Rava be'Emi Yosef. I asked Rav Yosef, Halacha k'Rebi is the Halacha like Rebi? But really in he said, Yeah, the Halacha is like Rebi. It's after two times, not after three times. And then I asked him, Halacha k'Rav and Gamliel is the Halacha like Rav and Gamliel? Really, he said, In yeah, the Halacha is like Rav and Gamliel. It's after three times, not two times. So then, akhbi, I thought he was just joking with me. He was making fun of me. He tells me the Halacha is like him and the Halacha is like the other one. Who's the Halacha like? So Amalei Rava told him Lai, he wasn't joking with you. Stamihi, this Halacha is brought Stam like Rebbe sometimes, and brought Stam like Rashimagamliel other times, and therefore lacha. he gave you an answer based off of the question you were asking him. Sometimes you asked him a question and the halacha was like Rebbe, so he told you the halacha's is like Rebbe. Sometimes you asked him a question and the halacha in that case was like Rushimagamliel, so he answered you that Allah is like Rushimagamliel, but he wasn't making fun of you. Now when is Allah like Rebbe, and when is Allah like Rav Nisuan Karebi. When it comes to marriage and Malchas, we go like Rebbe. Vestais Vishara Muad, when it comes to those cases, Kremshimel. Marriage is what we were talking about. Our Mishnah Malkos. What's the case of Malkos? Then we have Mishnah Misha Loka, Vishana. If a person did something that he would be Chayev Karis on, and he got Malchus for that, and then he did it again, and he got Malchus for it. So clearly, this person is a Russia. He has a Chazaka. He did it twice, so it's already he has a Chazaka for doing this. What does Bezin do? Bezin they put him in jail, they lock him up, and they feed him barley. And clearly, that's a Chazaka after two times, and not after three times. And Vastai, what's the case of a Vest, which is referring to a woman's period. Then we have a Mishnah. A woman doesn't set a period for herself until she sets it three times and she doesn't get rid of that set period until she doesn't see three times. If a woman has her period the same day three times in a row, that establishes a chazaka that she's going to see that same time next time as well. And halachali, her din is different than one without such a chazaka And the only way she gets rid of that chazaka is by not seeing on that. Same same day, three times in a row. And Mishar Amu'ad, what's that? Then now we have a Mishnah, Ain't Ad Bai An ox doesn't become a Mu'ad until they give a about it three times. Not two times, but three times. An animal that's a Mu'ad is one that's presumed to be destructive. It's treated differently than a tom. An animal becomes a Mu'ad after harming three times, not two times. We're going to stop here for the day. Continue to explain the Mishnah tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.